Hello and welcome to another type of episode. It's called Petite Wisdoms. I'm just going to throw in little 10 to 15 minute episodes to help you with some things in your life by sharing stuff that's going on with me, some learnings that I have experienced or some stories that I want to share, but just little, little snippets so that you can listen to them on the fly. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get some value and that maybe it just helps you navigate your life. Lots of love. See ya. Today's wisdom, petite wisdom, is less about wisdom and more about sharing vulnerability. And it's just a quick one, so I was just going to put it under this little banner. I am sitting in bed. It is half past 10 in the morning. I've been reading an awesome new book. Lexi is lying at my feet and I am just coming through a bit of a croaky throat thing, which culminated yesterday the 16th of April which was the birthday of my birthday twins Chloe Alexandra Mount Stephen and Declan Dean Crawford Ivory. Now Chloe lived for 12 years nine months and one day and passed away in 2002 and then Declan was born in 2005 in April and I just know I just know this in the depths of my soul and my heart that Chloe sent me Declan. I know this because he has loved me and continues to love me in exactly the same way that she did with overt demonstrability, with snuggles and I love yous and all the beautiful things. And I'm not saying that my other two sons don't love me to bits. They certainly do, but they just have a different way of showing it. But Chloe and Declan would just tell me multiple times a day how much they love me, snuggle me. I called Chloe my koala bear. And Declan, now that he's six foot three, still gives the best hugs. So the lead up to yesterday was a bit wrought. (laughs) We were having a family dinner combining my family and Declan's dad's family and I was nervous about that. There was a few different factors that I was nervous about but I didn't know how it would go and Declan being sort of the younger of the generation I wasn't sure how he'd feel about being the centre of attention but it went beautifully. I had a bit of a sore throat going in but it was a beautiful night, beautiful conversations, food, service and Declan was happy and that was the main thing. And then, of course, yesterday I woke up feeling a bit crap, tired, overwhelmed, sore throat, congested. And it was Chloe's birthday and Declan's birthday. And it's a big day. It's a big day of mixed emotions. You know, I'm so grateful for having the opportunity to have two children born on the same day. I'm so grateful that Chloe sent me this gift of this big, beautiful boy who loves me like (laughs) just so fully and wholly and with so much heart and I also am so blessed and grateful to have had Chloe for 12 birthdays or 13 if you include the day of her birth and to have gone through every year with her all the health challenges all the personal challenges the emotional challenges but through all that, this thread of absolute connectedness and love that we had for each other. 
So I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed, but I'm just spent, I think is the best word to say. I'm a, I'm a little tired. And so today I'm having a self-care day, which is why I'm still in bed at half past 10 in the morning reading. But I want to talk about grief and I want to talk about it as a unique experience that it is. When Chloe died, my whole intention was to live my life to honour her. I became a mindset coach and so I knew how to curate and to filter my thoughts but I wasn't very adept at working with my emotions and so I turned to other things like shiny objects, men, alcohol, just things to distract me and to fill the void that Chloe had left, this, this insurmountable void that you could not just fill. But because I couldn't or didn't know how to deal with the emotions around this loss, because the emotions were really confusing. I had just spent 11 years nursing a child, always being on alert. And there were times when she was healthy, but during those times there was always medication to give, doctor's appointments to have, blood tests to have. You know, there was always something that I needed to be vigilant about. And it was exhausting. And the last six weeks of Chloe's life were a complete surprise. That was a twist plot that I was not expecting. We knew that her health was slowly... Um, failing. She needed another liver transplant because the liver transplant that she had had was with was an adult's liver and they, there was an issue with some of the um, plumbing, to be honest. It wasn't working properly for her now that she had grown. And so we knew that that was on the cards, but that was, that was the worst case scenario, that she wouldn't even need another liver transplant. I never in my wildest dreams thought that she would die. And so in that December, on the 14th of 2001, she had a routine blood test and the doctor was just a little concerned about the results and admitted her to give her antibiotics and she never came out of hospital, or never came out of hospital care. She went from there to Sydney, back to Adelaide. In fact, I'm lying, she did come out of hospital. She came out of hospital for 36 hours at the end and she passed away in her own bed. But for me, the emotions were so confusing because it was almost a relief and a release from that vigilance of having to take care of her. It was so all-encompassing. And I was a baby when it all happened. I was 24 when she was diagnosed. And at 35, I'm suddenly facing the loss of my child, but I'm also facing the freedom of me, of having me back. And it was really confusing. And so I decided to live my life, to honour Chloe, to do all the things. But that really didn't pan out. I'm probably doing that now. <laughs> She'd be very proud of me now, but I don't think she would have been very proud of me back then when I was getting married and dating men and always looking outside of me to heal me. Always not honouring my, my feelings, my grief, my sadness, my heartbreak, my devastation. 
always trying to um, band-aid it. And that's why I call those relationships band-aid boyfriends because that's what they were. So leading up to her birthday brings up a lot of those emotions and there's guilt, you know, there's almost this guilt and shame that I felt free after she died. It's not like I wanted her to die or wished her to die, of course not. I just hadn't even expected it. But I also hadn't expected the feelings of relief and release, especially that first year, because my whole life had been revolved around her care. I'd stopped working in 2000, two years earlier, because I just wanted to spend more time with my kids. And she just came with me everywhere. If she didn't feel well, she just came with me. You know, I'd make daytime dates to go to the movies with my best girlfriend and Chloe would end up coming and you know now I'm just so pleased that we did that. The only thing I wish is that we had smartphones because I could have documented so much more. So I think what happened last week was there was the stress around the dinner with the combined families for Declan's 18th. There's the fact that Declan's turning 18 and is no longer really a child and then there's all the feelings around Chloe and and the um, the missing her and the missing another birthday, the 22nd birthday that we haven't been able to celebrate in physical sense. And that really sucks. It really fucking sucks. But I also know that if Chloe were alive, I probably wouldn't have Declan and I wouldn't have the life that I have now. So there's always those sliding door moments that you think about. It doesn't mean that the emotions and the missing aren't present and aren't so deep in my heart. And so today I'm having a self-care day. I'm about to go to the cafe and have my favourite brekkie burger and coffee. And I really need to take Lexi for a walk. And I'm just going to be quiet and still and honour my girl and my boy, my birthday twins, by taking care of myself today. So I know that this probably isn't a wisdom, although the only thing that I would like to pass on to you is that honouring and processing and acknowledging your emotions is so very important because when you don't, they just stay there in storage and they will come up again and again and again until you do process them. And that's for me has been what this last three years has been about, is been processing all those emotions that I'd stored over all the years that I had been ignoring them, where I'd been looking outside for healing. So look inside, all the answers are within, all the answers are in your heart and your soul you just need to get still enough and quiet enough to hear them. Lots of love to you. I'll be back again soon. See ya.